Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome to News and Views. I'm your host, Rob Schofield. Well, ready or not, North Carolina public school students and teachers returned to the classroom this past week, and the new school year has clearly arrived at a supremely challenging moment. Between the COVID-19 pandemic and the ongoing failure of state legislators to craft a new education budget, teachers and administrators are facing an even more daunting situation than usual. Now, add to this the decision of Republican lawmakers to pile on our already stressed out and overworked educators with a new and cynical campaign to micromanage and censor how American history is taught, and you've got quite a worrisome mix. Fortunately, there are still some important voices of reason speaking out on these issues, and earlier this week I caught up with one of them, North Carolina Association of Educators President Tamika Walker-Kelly. Welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So um, another extraordinary period in the world of public education. So much going on right now. You know, as we record this conversation, the folks over on the political right are um, holding a hearing over at the North Carolina General Assembly, Lieutenant Governor Robinson, Superintendent Truitt. They're raising the, this issue of critical race theory and how we teach race, the history of race and racism in America. And indeed, they want to push legislation that would sort of regulate that and limit how that's taught to our kids. I wonder if NCAE has sort of an overall take on this whole issue and, and how this has arisen in recent weeks and months. So we have been talking about this for quite a while, as it, as you know, it's a firestorm issue that has arose over the past few months. As educators in NCAE, we are committed to having hard conversations with our students in order for our students to continue to value and appreciate the diversity that comes in our classrooms every single day. Critical race theory is an advanced legal concept that is not taught in K-12 schools. And so we continue to reaffirm that educators have the professional expertise to guide our students through necessary conversations and that critical race theory is not happening um, in our K-12 classrooms. Why do you think they're doing this? Why do you think this issue has materialized out of nowhere when we've got so many huge issues confronting our public schools? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Do you have any thoughts or assessment of why we're even spending time on this? Well, we know two things. One is a distractionary issue. It is critically important right now that every elected official should be talking about passing a state budget, one that fully funds public education and supports students who are currently back in the classroom right now. And two, uh, because it is a distractionary galvanizing issue that we know there are individuals using it to score political points instead of reaffirming the dedication of our educators who are working hard in our public schools every day. Do you have any concern that, and I don't want to belabor this subject because it really doesn't deserve a whole lot of conversation, but did, do you have any concern that there will be an effort to target teachers or to come after teachers who are, you know, failing some sort of political litmus test or they're, you know, having honest conversations about race and racism in their classroom? Is, is that something you're worried about or feel that you might have to take action on at any time? It is a concern because we are seeing it happening at local school board meetings currently already. It's been happening for the past few months. And it's because 
they are allowed to continue this issue unchecked. And it is continued disrespect to our educators and the work that they do every day. Our educators go into the classroom. They reaffirm the diversity of our students. They reaffirm that each of our students who enter our classroom are loved and valued. And this legislation and conversations around it that only deter from what our educators do, continue to put our educators in a place that causes them discomfort, that causes them to question uh, their professional expertise, which is unacceptable. And so I presume NCAE will be continuing to speak out on that, pushing back against that, both at the state and local level, against efforts perhaps to censor teachers or target them for political litmus tests is the term I guess I used. Yes, we will continue to advocate for our educators around academic freedom and to value their voices as well. So, of course, as I alluded to, there are a whole raft of more important issues out there that we need to address in public education. And I guess I'd be really interested to hear what you all have to say about where things stand. School has restarted, but of course, the pandemic remains front and center in our consciousness. What are your concerns about that? Where do things stand? Well, we have welcomed North Carolina's almost 1.5 million children back into our schools and over 90,000 educators who are ready and excited to begin the new school year during a pandemic, right, which also uh, lends itself to anxiety for some educators, students, and parents who are now all gathered for in-person instruction for the first time for some of them in almost two years. Um, so it is a mixture of emotions, but our educators continue to rise to the challenge. They continue to step up and guide our students through this time and also holding space for their own concerns as we continue to move through the school year. We are noting, right, the rise in cases with the Delta variant, the masking issue in schools, seeing other places around us in other states do a rapid switch to virtual learning because there are so many cases of quarantine and cases in school. And so we are constantly monitoring that, but we are trying our hardest to make this school year a successful. Do y'all take a stance on masks? A growing number of local districts seem to be requiring them. Is that something that NCAE would support? We support universal masking in K-12 schools, particularly because our youngest students are not yet eligible to be vaccinated. And so as the cases um, of the Delta variant continue to rise, masking has shown and proven to be one of the most successful mitigation strategies in order for us to continue to have in-person instruction. We had this development just this week, of course, with the approval by the FDA of the Pfizer vaccine. It appears that some school districts around the country are already moving to require vaccination for all personnel. I wonder if that's something you think could be on the horizon here in North Carolina. It is possible with the full approval of the Pfizer vaccine. We know the Moderna is soon to follow. Um, our organization has no position currently on whether or not we support a vaccine mandate, but we do strongly encourage everyone who is eligible to get the vaccine, including our students um, ages 12 and up who are eligible for the Pfizer vaccine, to please go get vaccinated. It is part of a whole host of safety measures uh, to keep us and our communities safer. 
I'm talking with Tamika Walker-Kelly, who is the president of the North Carolina Association of Educators. And uh, our time is already going by quickly, but there's a, a, a huge elephant in the room that we need to talk about before we end this conversation, and that's the state budget. We don't have one in North Carolina. State lawmakers are still working on a apparently crafting a state budget. We're now almost two months into the new fiscal year, and they haven't even sat down and tried to negotiate really in, with the governor yet. Do you have a take on what we've seen thus far? The Senate put forth a budget, the House put forth a different budget, maybe slightly incrementally more generous in public education, but still a huge long way to go. We've got teacher shortages. We've got the Supreme Court's Leandro mandate out there. It seems that uh, the public education budgets we see still are uh, coming up pretty far short. Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, 1.5 million students in North Carolina have returned to school this week alone, and there is still no state budget. And so our lawmakers are missing a sense of urgency that our students and educators are currently dealing with right now. We have seen uh, three versions of the budget. Uh, we know that Governor Cooper, his proposal does address Leandro and many of the needs that are facing our public school educators as they enter classrooms right now. Uh, we know the Senate budget did not do nearly enough. The House budget made some ground, but still does not do nearly enough. And so now we need lawmakers to reflect the needs of our public school students and educators and what we know to be true here at NCAE, that our public school educators are valued and respected by the general public. And so we are trying to figure out where is the disconnect? Why aren't lawmakers fully funding public education like our North Carolina voters want them to do? I alluded to it in the initial question. We see reports that there are teacher shortages around the state, trouble recruiting teachers. We know that there are huge shortages in other important uh, categories of personnel like school nurses and psychiatrists, psych I should say psychologists. Is it basically a matter of funding? Is it just that the General Assembly is refusing to allocate adequate resources to make these professions appealing? Is there more to it? Why do you think this is such a problem that we can't get adequate personnel to teach our children? perhaps the most important function of government? Well, I will say this, that educator vacancies across the state is directly tied to the decades of underfunding of public education in North Carolina. And that responsibility lies with this North Carolina General Assembly. Uh, they have the power, they have the onus to fully fund public education. They have the constitutional obligation to do so, and they are being neglectful in following that constitutional mandate. And so it is a combination of all of those things. And as we continue to see, they have the opportunity right now in this state budget to do a course correction uh, to help restore the luster, the shine, the draw to public education, and their budgets show their priorities. And it is us as citizens, as parents, as community members, as educators, who have to lend our voices to advocate that they do so much more than they have currently shown us. Wish you luck in that important work because, yes, there is a lot of work to do. Tamika Walker-Kelly is the president of the North Carolina Association of Educators. Tamika, thanks so much for taking some time for your busy schedule to join us, and much good luck in this incredibly important work you'll be uh, continuing to take on in the days and weeks ahead. Thank you so much. Coming up next, a new report says many North Carolina sheriffs are reaping a financial windfall from housing state prisoners in crowded and dangerous conditions. We'll talk to the author. Don't go away. 